This is Working to Beat. It is Friday, February 18, 2022. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us, along with Mike Kern. Give me what you can. Been a couple weeks. Uh, hope everybody is doing well. Um, you know, obviously, <clears throat> a lot of colds and flus and other stuff going around, but uh, hence why there hasn't been this show for a while. But uh, we'll get caught up. In a hurry. Uh, next week, by the way, I should point out, Ruben Amaro is going to join us to talk about the baseball situation, which Mike and I, will, I'm sure, will talk about at some point in here. Michael, how are you? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, nothing, nothing happened in the last... No. Whatever. And you know, what's, you know what's frustrating? Having a limited voice to talk about it, which is what I did for two weeks. So. Well, just, yeah, don't... Hey, don't... Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, I, I can talk just as stupidly as you. Oh, I, I I think you could top me. Yeah, I can probably do that too. Man. No um, doubt. And, and you know, it's it's funny because at a normal time of year in in February, we're looking at okay, Villanova's on a pretty good path going into the NCAA tournament. You talk about the Flyers, maybe you know, right after the All Star break, let's see if they can make a playoff run. Nobody's talking about that. There's one thing in this town people are talking about, and it's the trade. Ben Simmons has been traded since the last time we saw you. So was Seth Curry. So was Andre Drummond. Uh, but James Harden is here. And, uh, Mike, your initial reaction, obviously Harden hasn't played since the trade. Sixers have played four games. I thought people were talking about the Olympics. Yeah, I want to get into that at some point in here, too. But um, okay. Well, look, this is, look, we sat here what was it, 15 months ago, I guess. And, you know, Harden was was going to get moved because he didn't want to be in Houston. Okay. And then we said, well, you know, and apparently either Houston didn't want to trade him here because of the Maury factor, which I under, or because they thought they were getting a better package than the, the Nets because it was more traffic. I don't know the reasons why. Right. But he didn't come here. So he goes there. And then you have a situation where Ben ain't going to play here. Okay. I mean, I think that became abundantly clear. And apparently Harden wore out his welcome in Jersey because Durant didn't want him there. Well, so, and, and, and the situation in Brooklyn's weird because Kyrie only playing games outside on the road and even not even in, you know, he can't even play at the garden right now. Yeah, and Durant hasn't played in a month and Durant hasn't played in a month. And I think Harden probably looked around and went, okay, this is not what I signed up for. I'm not justifying the way he acted. I mean, the way he acted was, was Bush league. Who's that? Harden. Well, yeah, and that's twice. That's twice. I, I, no, but he's going to come to Philadelphia, and all of a sudden he's going to be a solid citizen because of Daryl Morey. That may be true. That could be I'm true. Not saying it's not true, but it's it's just really. But you have to be uh, a little cautious. You have to be really no, cautious when you're thinking about it. Well, no, people in this town aren't cautious, Kevin. If you I know. To talk radio the last two weeks. I mean, you know, it's it's. But whatever you think of the trade. Whatever if they didn't get enough, they gave up too much. They got to pay him all this money. Mm-hmm. Whatever, and I don't think Maury's done dealing. I don't. And I don't mean just. I don't mean just. I think the ultimate plan is to get rid of Tobias somehow, which would be in for next ultimate, year, and get somebody like a third star, like a Bradley Beal, something like that, where they can have what New Jersey has. 
which Brooklyn. is three yeah. stars. Brooklyn. I, I always I, call I know. I hear you. I um, that's what I think. So what that means for this year, I, but the trade was inevitable. Well, for the this trade, year. You're, you traded a guy who was not going to play for you. And as he explained, whatever you think of Ben Simmons, as he explained at his press conference, that he's dealing with things, that whether he's lying. I don't think he's lying. I think there's things inside Ben's whatever. And it goes back, I think, in some parts to last year when that thing he was going through with his sister. Right. That kind of broke his family up, and he ain't going to talk about it, and I don't expect him to talk about it. I think some of it was contrived, and then it was like, you know, well, and he says it wasn't. He says, you know, anything against the fans or this or that. I think it's got to be a pretty dire situation when you, you just say, I'm not going to play there. Uh, and yeah. remember, Maury came in like, and he knows that Harden is Maury's guy. I mean, he knows mm-hmm. that. Ben's not stupid. Right. but And I don't think the commissioner liked the way this whole thing played out because he kind of, you know, you know, because the NBA's dirty laundry was being aired all over the place. I don't have a problem with Ben Simmons asking for a trade. That's every player's right. It really yep. is. Mm-hmm. I do have a problem with the way they handled it. and With who handled it? Simmons. And I'm not doubting that he doesn't have um, some mental health issues going on. I'm not going to call somebody a liar. Um, but when you don't give the documented proof of what doctor you're going to. Um, and it seems like you're almost doing this just to avoid getting fined. That's not good. Which and, he did anyway. Which he did anyway. Right. Um, but see, that's, that's it. See, to me, Kevin, though, and there, and maybe because this is new ground that, that you know, we're kind of treading in here, mm-hmm. that's something where the Players Association, they're going to back Ben. Yeah. But to me, there has to be rules in place that says, and it's got to be negotiated, I'm sure, but the, and maybe in the next bargaining agreement that says, okay, mm-hmm. you're having mental problems. Like, you know, uh, Kevin Love, right, a couple years ago. Yeah, no got, doubt. But just have rules about how you go about it. To say, okay, you've got to see a doctor that then is going to tell the Sixers what is going on. And not but, and not tell them in intimate details, but tell them, look, right. there is a legitimate yeah. mental health issue here. Yeah, That's all they needed. But, but my problem with Ben is not so much. If he doesn't want to, I think all this goes back to when Maury came here, a lot of things changed. It became Joel's mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Okay? And I think he saw that. Now, if he thinks New Jersey or uh, Brooklyn's Brooklyn. his team, he's nuts. But, okay, that's neither here nor there for now. But, and what bugs me about Ben the most is that his coach stuck up to, stood up for him at every turn last year. Except when the guys one were right. critical. Uh, he, he looked at the writers and said, "Are you guys nuts? Really? Ex- you want me to take them off the court?" Right. Except for the one moment. Them. Except for one moment. One moment. Right. One moment after the Sixers lost Game Seven as a team, lost three and a four in a home seven because of him. But he was a large part of it. Right. The, the coach was a large part of it. Uh, if the coach one more time puts a lineup on the court to start the fourth quarter, has me and you and three guys, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to throw up. But okay, and and then he has the audacity to say, "Well, he didn't come and visit me in L.A." If you repeatedly told him not to come and visit, told him you. not to come. See that that, that part of <laughs> it, just because Doc was in his corner at every step of the way, and that's me. Just that that's the part. If he wants to hate Joel, hate Joel. I I don't know what goes on be, be 
between those two guys. And yeah, yeah and, and honestly, I think that look, Shaq and Kobe didn't get along. Um, there's been no. <clears throat> there's been a lot of, of great teammates over the years who didn't. But they get did along. win three titles. They did. So I don't think that. Not, I don't Kevin, think it was. You want to go back before that? I'm not sure that Scotty and Michael were like. Oh, I think we're showing that now. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were I mean, separate but, dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Right, but again, they they won six championships. So, like, was Magic and Kareem tight? Yeah. Was Bird and McHale and Parrish tight? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, look, but it's, I, that's I a different know, era. I don't know if Magic and Kareem. I mean, I'm assuming. I I know when Magic went there, it was Kareem's team, right? But then, and transitioned at some point, them. it became well, three or four years into it, you know, by the mid '80s, Kareem was getting old. It was Magic's team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I if you have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, it's going to be Joel's team, even mm-hmm. though in the NBA now he's the alpha, he's not the usual guy. Right. But that doesn't mean that Ben couldn't have been – like, if you win a championship, right, do you really think anybody's going to say, hey, Ben, it wasn't your team? Really? You're walking around with a ring on and, and I that that's – you know where, but, but what you said, what you said's right. <clears throat> if he thinks he's going to Brooklyn and it's going to be his team, Kevin Durant's going to smack him down quick. It's yeah. just going to, I mean, this is what it's going to happen. Yeah. When, let me flip this back though. I think Harden will have more of a way to put his footprint on this, on the Sixers than Simmons will on the Nets this year. Uh, because look, I mean, let's be honest. Harden's an absolute necessity for the Sixers. They need they need thirty point a game, James Harden. They need him and Embiid to combine for sixty a night. Um, to have a prayer, and, and maybe get twenty out of Maxi and fifteen out of Tobias or eighteen out of Tobias or whatever, and piece it together that way. Their bench still stinks. Um, and I thought I found it interesting that Doc put Thibault on the bench last night. For a long stretch, oh, he's been struggling offensively. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's something that Doc would not have done. But here's the thing with Ben, though. Here's the one one thing with Ben. He's going to a place where nobody's going to care if he doesn't shoot. That was no, never there's enough be, shooters there. Yeah, that absolutely. was never going to be the case here. People were always going to be on him, even though we lived with it because he's an all star. He's he's a defensive player of the year almost. Oh. But up in New Jersey, God Almighty, I say it 150 times, with the Nets, right? All he has to do is what he does best. Well, how about his one comment on on? I guess Tuesday was the press conference, right? Monday or Tuesday? I guess it was one Monday. of those days. Um, his comment of how he loved the setup with JJ Redick, uh, Ilya Sova, yeah. um, like you know, uh, uh, who was the other guy? Uh, the guy who ended up uh, it was the two foreign guys. It was, yeah. They were- Yes. And I think it says a lot about him, like, and the pressure and how he, when those guys went away and, and kind of the, the the pressure, and this was under Brett, this wasn't just under Doc, the pressure got ratcheted up for him to shoot. He's a facilitator, Kevin. Yeah. He's not a, he's not, he scores mm-hmm. because of, He's 6'10 and can get to the basket. And if you get him out in the open court, but that's not him. He's never seen himself as that. And now he's in a situation where they're not going to care if he ever shoots a 10-footer in his life. 
The problem for uh, Brooklyn, though, is the fact that you can't have them on the court the final five minutes of the game. Well, look. And it's a tight uh, game. But that's something he's going to have to overcome. I mean, yeah. you know, it, you can't get around that. You, I mean, you can take them off the court for the final 30 seconds if if you're up three or if you're down. Yeah, But, I mean, look, that was exposed last year. Mm-hmm. You know that. And that's one of the problems with Ben. And, and, and again, the coach defended that. He said, how am I going to take him off the court, mm-hmm. you know, the final? But but I don't know what Ben's going to develop into with, with the Nets. He might be the same player three years from now because we haven't seen Ben get any better, no. basically. So why am I to believe that a change of scenery? But, you know, he's 25 or 26. Harden's 32. Yeah. So the theory is that Ben's going to be doing what he does a lot longer than Harden's going to be doing what he does. But I think but, this I think this is also acknowledgement from the Sixers of this window we have is really short. Really well, because short. Because you don't know about Embiid. Exactly. You just don't know. <clears throat> he, could, he could have another good five years, but we don't know that. And Harden is going in five years will be 37. So, yeah. I mean, and I, I got to be honest with you. At some point down the road, and I don't care about down the road, Sixers are going to stink. Oh, yeah. But that's that's going to happen. The bottom line is this, Kevin. It's been the bottom line for nine years since they started the process, which is nine years old. Right. If And by the way, this is the anniversary today as we speak of one year when Carson Wentz got traded. Yeah. So um, if they get a ring, it, it'll, nobody will care. Nobody will care. Nobody will remember. If they don't get a ring, even if they get to a final, it'll be good. And this team has not gotten past the second round. Joel Embiid has not played. Not played in a conference final. James Harden in his career has played in a final with the Thunder nine, ten years ago now Mm -hmm. when he really wasn't the main guy, but that's okay. And two conference finals? One. One. Wasn't an extra one in Oklahoma City? I, I could be wrong, but I know he was in the one with the Clippers about three years ago. Or, or Houston, excuse me, with the war- uh, uh, yeah, played yeah, against the Warriors. Chris Paul, they were up three to one over the Warriors, <clears throat> and let him off Chris the hook. Paul got hurt. Right. They had they had fifteen or seventeen point leads in Game Six mm-hmm. and Game Seven, couldn't hold them, and Harden did not play particularly well. No, so I don't know. I, I uh, you know, but, but you're right. Look, I mean, this is a this is a win now. This is a two year, three year window tops. But look at the East. Yeah, I mean, look at the East. We don't know what to make of the Nets, but if they if they're whole, and Kyrie can play at home by then, which he might, you know, who knows? Um, they're good. They're still the betting favorite, whether we agree with it or not. The the Heat is pretty good. They're in first place right now. Milwaukee's the still the are, favorite. The Bucks are pretty good. Um, the, I don't look. Nobody picks the Cavs to beat her, but nobody picked the Hawks last year. Right. Nobody thought the Hawks were getting to the. Cup. And then there's, there's the Bulls. And there's the Bulls. Who, has, so what I'm saying who, who may have the second best player this year, by the way, in DeRozan. Yes, and, and the other guys, Zach Levine's pretty good. Yeah, right? but I he's mean, hurt right now. He's hurt, right. Okay, is he coming back or is he not? Uh, uncertain. Okay, but let's just say for sake of argument, the Sixers in the first round could play somebody really good. Could end up with Brooklyn. They could end up with any of those teams. And in the second round, you almost assuredly will Play and I know everybody in Philadelphia is oh they're better than everybody. Well, let's slow down a second. Let's just you know these other teams aren't just going to roll over and say, well, hey, you got James Harden, we're going to give up and go home. You know, I get like the other night was a fluke when losing by fifty to Boston. Sure, but, but Boston 
obviously, then Boston goes. That's another loser. team. Well, I didn't even mention right. that team. Boston's won nine in a row. Boston yeah. seems to be getting their stuff a little bit together. Of course, they lose to Detroit the next night, which kind of throws all that in chaos. But it's the NBA. It's the the, NBA. yeah. Um, all right. So that's the NBA's. All right. I would imagine last year, Kevin, last year we knew, okay, the Sixers were going to be in the, in the East finals. We knew that. I, I mean, we looked until they weren't until they weren't, but we sat there and uh-huh. said, okay, they might not win in the East finals, right. but they're going to be in the East finals. Well, I can't sit here and tell you that right now. I, 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 like, agree. I don't know. I agree. And uh, it'll be fun. I, I mean, it could be fun, but it'll, it could also be heartbreaking if you're sitting at home and Ben's team's still playing, yeah. or even worse, if Ben's team's the team that knocks you out. Does he play here March 10th? Uh, now, I'll give you my answer as me. I don't. Mm-hmm. If I was Ben, I would play. I would too. To get it over with. Thought, to get it over with. over with. Every single time he comes in this building. But I, by not playing in that game, you're just prolonging the whole the whole thing. Well, and, and and I think that the one thing that's probably going to enter in the discussion is Kevin Durant is going to look at him, maybe even Kyrie, yeah. and go, "I don't want that crap in the playoffs." Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to play them again, I think this is their last trip in the Philly. Probably. If you're going to play them again this year, it's going to be in the playoffs. You don't yeah. want that. You don't want that circus in well, during the, the other playoffs. thing is now. Now he could always say he's not ready by then. That's possible. Okay, that's possible, but if you if you then again the net play, the net the nets need him big time to get ready right, quick. But, but if he can play, oh yeah. Now, now so if, if he plays a game before that uh-huh. and then doesn't play, that looks really bad. Yeah, it does. But if if he doesn't play, people are going to call him that word. I can't say. Well, I probably could say it on this. Wussy. You know that they're going to call him it. Right. He's going to yeah. Would it be ugly down there? You you you. I mean, if Carson Wentz had come in and played in 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 the link this year. It would have been ugly. Now, a basketball game gets uglier because the fans are right there, and you know, and it can be. But you know, I'll give you. I'll give you an example of what it may be. It may be Lindros returning the Quebec City ugly. When it's worse now, because we're worse than Quebec City. I don't know. They threw. They threw dimes at them. Yeah, but Philadelphia's Philadelphia. Not advocating that, by the way. I'm just saying it could be that bad. It'll be 48 minutes of hell for him. Oh yeah. And uh, and then they'll just and if God forbid Ben plays bad or he misses free, you know, would you want to be Ben Simmons going to the line? No, in South Philly in a tie no. game. No, um, no, no. Uh, he, hey, he got what he wanted. So you know, and Harden got what he wanted. So we'll see. There's another couple weeks in the buyout market left. I think March first, you have to sign players to have them playoff eligible. Okay, I, I would assume Daryl Morey is going to go get another big man, maybe another guard. In the buyout market, would you? I, I don't know how much money that I like. I don't know how the buyout market really works, Kevin. I'm you only not, pay a minimum for the rest of the okay. year. Okay. I mean, I've heard listening to the radio today a, a little bit. A lot of people really think they should get a guard. They really and do now, need you one. You got to get a big man, yeah. obviously. But they really think the Sixers, and they threw out a couple names. I, I can't Rob, Robin Lopez was one that was mentioned. I heard a lot. No, but I mean, for the guard, though, they threw out. Um, Gary Ross, am I getting? Oh God, oh, I, I, not the guy, up. not the guy from LaSalle. No, 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 um, no. But anyway, they threw out a couple of names as possibilities. Right. That the, Tim Legler was on, I, I think, with Anthony today, and was just throwing out a couple. Po- and he's not sure they're going to do that because he think, but but he thinks that's the 
the Sixers also could use a guard. Yeah. So I think they do too. To strengthen that second team, because in a perfect world, he was talking about even bringing Maxi off the bench as part of your your second team because he thinks he would thrive. Yeah, that's that. not a bad idea. And then you play him at the end of the game. I mean, I, he still gets the same amount of minutes he would get. I, I yeah, but I worry about Max again a little bit overexposed uh, in a playoff not setting. Yet, but you're not going to get exposed against second team guys. No, 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 no. But I'm saying if you play him against the if you play him as a starter, right? I do worry that. If you get to the playoffs, maybe it gets a little too big for him as a starter. Well, and yeah, but eventually have, so, somebody's got to do it. I mean, I get you got to figure if James Harden is – look, he's not the James Harden from four years ago. No, but uh, he's still that. pretty good. Well, yeah. If James Harden is James Harden, doing uh-huh. what we think James Harden can do, you got to believe that Maxie and Tobias have to benefit from that because they're going to be – they're going to have to double somebody. They're going to have to either double Embiid or double Harden. Somebody's going to be open. So, uh, you know, now it's up to them to take advantage of that. Because I still think Tobias is a really good player. He's just not worth $35 million. That's not his fault. Uh, he, he, he should have been an all-star last year. And if, if the Sixers are going to win the title mm-hmm. or go real, real, real far, it can't just be Embiid and, and Harden, as good as they may be. You got to get some stuff from other people. You have to. You know? uh, uh, by the way, I'm looking at, um, uh, before we move on to the next topic, uh, when we were in Houston for the uh, Final Four back in 16, it was the Hall of Fame announcement. They announced right. the finalists today. I want to run some of these names by you. Tell me yay or nay. Ready? Manu, Manu Ginobili. Now, this is the Naismith, right? This is the Naismith. Ginobili. Yay. I yay. would yay him. Michael Cooper. I think I would yay him. Tim Hardaway. Wow, these are tough, Kevin. Yeah, I think I would say yes. Okay. Marquise Johnson. You mean Marcus Johnson? Marcus Johnson, excuse me. Um, Boy, there's a blast from the past, man. He was really good on those Milwaukee teams that were mm-hmm. really – I, I don't know. I, I don't know which way to go on that because it's been so long since he played. Right. I, I just don't remember enough of him. George Carl. As a coach, right? As a coach. Is, isn't he like fourth in all-time in wins or something? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're fourth all-time in wins, I mean, he never got to a final, right? Or he got to he got well, to, he got to the with final with uh, Seattle. Seattle. It's a close one, but... I don't know. I'm one of those guys, like, you know, if you make a top five of some list, it usually means you're going to get in. So, uh, And finally, uh, you know, there's obviously WNBA. There's a, a referee. Right. And How many did they pick? Is there a number? Or did they just? It's 11 finalists were announced. I think it's a thumbs-up, thumbs-down vote on each of them. So all 11 could get in? They could, yeah. Okay, who was the other guy you were, you were going to mention? Bob Huggins. See, I think Bobby's pretty good. I think Bobby's um, very good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, Bo- me Bobby led Cincinnati to a Final Four. Bobby led West Virginia to a Final Four. Yeah, did he get? I mean, did Bobby, he get Kansas State to a Final? I mean, no, he didn't get it. That was Frank Martin who got them. No, but no, no, he took Cincinnati in nineteen ninety one. Right, and I think he took West Virginia. He took West Virginia with Dalton in the year with Dalton Pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I remember mean, that. I mean, I, yeah. I'm wondering if Kansas State was the other one. 
No, I don't think he took Kansas State to a final. He four. took him to an elite eight, I think. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Um, I mean, to me, Bobby, yeah, and I mean, the more I think about Marcus Johnson too, I mean, because the Naismith is about um everything, right? Marcus right. Johnson won two titles at UCLA, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would go thumbs up. I think on all those guys you just said. Um. All right. I, normally, I would go to baseball. We'll go to them in a second. I, I do. It's been a big topic in my house uh, the last 24, 48 hours. Um, look, I, I you mentioned about the Olympics, and honestly, it's been a joyless exercise the last two weeks. Um, and I'm not even sure NBC cares that much. I mean, NBC had the Super Bowl in the middle, and I kind of sense once the Super Bowl was over, they, they were kind of mentally done with the Olympics because a lot of them aren't there. Um but the case of Russian figure skater Camilla Valova, I know I'm mispronouncing her name. That's all right. I um, mispronounce lots of names. 15 years old, accused of failing a drug test, um, which was done way back in December, a lot, which wasn't processed until after opening ceremonies and after the Russians had won like the team gold uh, in figure skating. She the suspension is put on hold. She participates last night. Looks like she's going to be the women's uh, champion, and then falls four times and cracks under pressure w- with the big stage and gets immediately scolded by her coaches as she comes off the ice. Uh, my first question, Mike, is: Does the IOC have a responsibility here about fifteen-year-olds participating in in a level like this? Now, if you're good enough. Okay. Uh, but that, that's not the question. The que- first of all, let, let, first of all, you're holding an Olympics in China. Well, that's, that's part one. one. Yeah. Two is there's no fans there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we saw the, 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 the American skier, what, Schiffner? What's her name? Uh, Schiffner. Uh, Schiffner, who just had right. the most horrendous Olympics. Somebody, And she stood up and she said, I, I mean, she was commendable how she handled yeah. it. But still, it stunk for her. Um. This whole thing, the Russians have been cheating forever. Okay, we know this. If you go back 40 years, the Russians were cheating. 50. Why are the Russians even in the Olympics? Why is there an ROC in the Olympics? And then, if you have a positive test, why are you allowed to compete in the Olympics? Yeah, that, that's the thing. And, and it's totally made I, a mockery. I, I, I don't even understand, because I don't follow it enough. There's no decision there, right? Unless you're appealing the test. If you're appealing the test... And then, so she, so she slips and falls three times, and now she gets berated because, and with all this stuff that we went through in the last year with the tennis player Osaka, right, um, and other um, um, uh, Simone Biles, Simone Biles, really, like we need this. Come on, man! I just wish, and I know I'm going to hate myself for saying this because these people, their whole lives, they put. I just wish the Olympics would go away. I really do because what the Olympics were and what they aren't. Now maybe the summer games will be different when that when the summer games in two years. I don't know. In Paris, this, this is it, it, this is just to me. Nobody cares about most of these sports. They really don't. Um, they care about. They used to care about. Now figure skating is so screwed up because they changed the rules ten years ago because there was a scandal with the judges and all this. Um, people used to watch the figure skating. That was like the highest rated thing. That, that oh, and they still cares. watched. They still yeah, watched. but not like they no, but not like they used to. Well, the time difference didn't help this time. But. I know the time difference stinks. You're right, it, it, but I'm just saying, Kevin. This this 
And I, there's there's so this Olympics is just I can't wait till they get over. It's well, just and you know. and you mentioned the main point. The IOC here has no control over their own house. Well, and, and they're does, willing, does, does the does the the, the uh, does FIFA have any control over soccer? Oh, I think FIFA has more control than the IOC does. But they're cor- but they're both corrupt. Well, they're both corrupt beyond belief. Oh, yeah, but so, but do you think FIFA would FIFA have allowed something like that last night to take place and and to make a complete mockery of it? I, I don't think not, so. But they're only dealing they're dealing with one, one sport. sport. The Olympics are dealing with. To me, once she tested positive, and it, it should have been game over. I don't know all the details though, so I don't know. You know, was she? Were they protesting the drug? Was she protesting the fact that she didn't know she had taken the drug? Like when you're dealing with the Russians, you're dealing with the Russians. Or was it a you stall know? tactic to get through the yeah. games and realize that yeah. it, it, after the games, yeah. if she won a gold medal after the games, nobody would have remembered she got stripped yeah. of the gold medal. But, but they said they weren't even going to have a ceremony if she had meddled. Yeah. Well, what's that do for the other two girls? That would that would have this this whole thing. I'm telling you. Right now, with everything that's going on in the world, okay, I just wish Russia would go away. It's not going to go away. I understand all this, but it's it's time when the world just said to Russia, like enough, we we've had it, and, and the Olympics for fifty years, and these Germans were the same way because they were Russians. It was a joke. They used to send people, you know, women over there that looked like you know men football players. And they would win medals, and and then twenty years later, oh yeah, by the way, they were cheating. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but like, I, I, I didn't know I, that. Right? But but Mike, I'll say this, okay. And this is a I don't want to say it's a defense of Russia. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for the I girl. I feel bad for her. She's because years old. She has no say over that. No, but and, and, and you're but you're right. After after what happened in Sochi, the 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 systematic sports uh, doping. Uh, the, the the doping scandal that forces them to compete in Rio, in uh, I'm sorry, in, in uh, uh, Pyongyang, in Tokyo, and in Beijing under ROC, they can't use their uh, real flag. They can't use their you know national anthem. After all that, to then have this, and then the IOC would say it's the 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 International Court for Sports or something who makes the decision on this. No, the IOC has to put its big boy pants on and say, "No, you're done," well, and they, they, they won't. But, but, they, but, like again, this is an argument you're never going to win. No, because everybody cheats. Now, I'm not saying I don't mean that everybody cheats. I'm sure there are lots of people that don't. Look at look at the American. Look at this. What was it, Flojo? Who was the one? Was it Flojo or the other girl, Marion Jones? No, before Marion Jones, there was another one. She set all kind of records. Flo, um, Flojo never was not Flojo. Who was the other one? There was two of them. They were they were great back in the late eighties. I think it was the Seoul Olympics. Um, Griffin jo- Joyner. Gri- well, it's Griffin, Florence Gr- uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey. No, nah, she didn't. It, it was neither it was did Florence Griffin Joyner. No, Flojo, and eventually it came out later. I think that she had been cheating. Okay, Marion Jones. Marion Jones says the that bear. whole thing. Um, uh, Ben, ben Johnson. Johnson. I mean, Canada. this is nothing new, and it's not just the Russians. It's it's lots and lots and lots of people, and and the rules are so goofy on what you can. And I'm sure there's been some people that have gotten caught who really didn't think they were cheating. I remember there was a swimmer. Oh God, I'm going back way back, Kevin. Like Dumont, I think his name was Dumont, and he and he got he tested positive for mm-hmm. something, and he said, "Oh, I had a nasal thing right. or whatever." Now I don't know if he's lying, if he's not lying. Cheating is a sport unto itself. Okay, 
But in the Olympics, to <clears> me, <throat> as soon as that test came in, that should have been it. She, that's it. You're just not competing, whether it's fair, unfair, unless she wanted to challenge the test. And again, you're talking, as you pointed out, a 15 year old girl. You know who could have cha- who could have challenged the test, and to be honest, been okay. But she's controlled. She's competing for a communist. I, I don't. I guess Russia's still communist. They're competing for a socialist, at least. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like in America where somebody can say, "Hey, wait a minute, time out here." No, it's it's Russia. I I will point out that the, a Russian would point to the American. Yeah, you know, a lot of people saying you've embarrassed the the high profile sport of the Olympics. And I'm sure a Russian would point out what happened 28 years ago uh, with Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding and say that was an embarrassment, too. Yes, but it wasn't an embarrassment of it was somebody hitting, hiring somebody to hit somebody in the leg. Like, yeah, that, that's, but that's not somebody. Those were in the naive days of figure skating. <laughs> but that was, that was because one girl was nuts and, you know, whatever. It happened, but it wasn't like Nancy Kerrigan tested positive for a drug and then competed and won a medal or fell down or whatever. This is entirely different. You know when the IOC will find their courage? When NBC, when Coke, when all their big name sponsors, Toyota, pull their money. That's all. And let me know when and let me know when that happens, Kevin. Let me know when that happens. Because you you talk these idealistic things. No, that's the only time it will NBC, happen. As no it won't. Because Everybody, it's why do Super Bowl ads keep going up every year? Be, and you sit there and go, that company paid six and a half million for that, and next year it'll be seven million. The test. The, the, so the next the, Olympics will be, um, you know, in Paris. It's in said, Paris. Right? Yep. So it'll be a four-hour time difference. So there will be things in prime time, I guess, or they'll figure out ways to do things. And then there'll be one that'll be in the United States. Don't we have an LA coming up at some 28, point? 28, and it's Milan in 26 for the right. winner. So, so, and, and, and somebody will sit there and go, my God, we're going to bid $60 trillion because it's the Olympics and we want to have it. It's, it's, you know, it's like saying nobody ever stops bidding on sports. Tell me the day when they do, when the con, when the TV contracts go down, let me know. Because we've been saying that for 30 years. Which brings us to our next thing. Here's a sport that may go down. Hello, baseball. How are you? Well, they'll come back. Um, so today, Major League Baseball postponed the first week of spring training. Um, uh, spring training games. Uh, so no games until March 5th at the earliest. Do you, do you know people? I, I know a couple people that actually have trips planned in March. Oh, I would still make the trip. Right, I, but I don't know how, you know. Let, let me ask you. So what is the major, are the major sticking points, Kevin? Money. No, no, but, but in what kind of, like in terms, what, what are we arguing All about? Right, here we're arguing about, the table? we're arguing about. Um, when, you, when you can go to arbitration. When you can go to arbitration. Okay. Uh, basically more of the pool for second year players going in. Okay. There's talk of a bonus pool. And that's a that's the one that struck me the most. Like players want like for the pre second year player who may hit like certain statistical milestones. Mm-hmm. Um, the owners want a, a fifteen million dollar pool for all those players, which is right. pennies on Nothing. the dollar. Yeah, and the 
players want 125 million, gotcha. which is then arbitration. Ridiculous. When we're talking about arbitration for people mm-hmm. who may not get it, that's the length of time that teams have control over a player, right? So that would be like when, it, when they the can control bring, them without any when like, the Cubs negotiation. Didn't bring up Chris Bryant until May, whatever, right? That one year they were trying to hold on to him for an extra year. year. Okay, where he and didn't have to now? get a mega is contract, right? Is it five years now that you before you can go to arbitration? No, no, it's three. That's all it is. Okay, it's three, oh, sure. and twenty percent of the players can go under what they call a super two, which means you you're in the top twenty percent of the second year players, and you can yeah. go th- forward, um, or you've played a certain amount of games and and all yeah. that. Um, and you're talking about eliminating minor league jobs. I see. Like yeah. that was yeah. yeah that's that, that that's and that really let's keep ruining the minor leagues. Um, you know, Mike, it's strange. Like, I think part of the problem is nobody can really tell you. Like, okay, the players kind of hinted they wanted to get free agency down the five years. That's not going to happen. Everybody kind of knows about that. That's this what little, I meant. Free agency. Right, I don't mean arbitration. Right. I'm sorry. The, the, yeah. the, the, this, this bonus pool. There's talk of the revenue cut. How much do the players expect to have as part of the revenue cut? There's also the luxury tax, which the players want to have bumped up to like 240, 250 million, and the owners kind of have it stuck right now at 218. Um, I mean, the, the the frustrating thing I would say, Mike, is with this whole thing, it doesn't even feel like they're trying. You know, all these long gaps between negotiations and all these. Well, now, yeah, but now they're going to meet like all the time, right? Aren't, isn't that well, one thing that came up today? That, or that, gonna... That's possible. Hey, that look, Kevin, here, look, it's very simple. If I was a player, if I was a player, and up, I would want to make as much money as I possibly can, even if I'm making obscene amounts of money. Okay. And not everybody's making obscene amounts of money. Okay. We know that. Now, when, uh, like, but an owner like John, and I'm just going to use John Middleton's name because he's our owner. How much are, are they losing money? Like, I don't think so, but maybe they are. But to me, if you can offer the guy Soto $350 million, which is a low ball offer, by the way, it was a low ball offer. Absolutely. It was what they offered. It wasn't even as much as they offered Bryce Harper three years ago. For a guy I mean, in more, you would have more of the prime of his career. Right. Theory. But what I'm saying is, I'm, who am I supposed to feel sorry for? Like what? Like 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 if I'm a fan and I'm sitting there, who do I feel sorry for? Well, it's a pox on both their houses at this point. Well, I told you that a month ago. I don't care. Like if they come back, I'll watch. But, but I I don't go to games. I don't support. I pay my Comcast bill every month. So I'm. I'll, but I'm telling you, Kevin, I don't care because they'll come back at some point, whether it's not till 2023. They'll come back. And people and, will people will go back and support it. Now they might not support it as much as they do now, but eventually I, you get over that. I'm a conspiracy theorist on this. I'm a conspiracy theorist that I don't think the owners mind missing games. Maybe they don't. Because remember, during the lockout, you only had to pay X amount of, of every player's salary. Okay, and revenue was not as strong, obviously, because you couldn't sell tickets. In a lot of cases. And, mer- and merchandise. And, and mer- Well, I mean, merchandise was still being sold, but it was by remote. And, uh, yeah, but people people won't buy when, when there's no. And, and people are pissed off right now. People aren't going to buy yeah. anyway. Um, I, I just think you, you want to talk about, like, this is why baseball is kind of 
rudderless and stupid in a lot of ways. Okay, so they announced today the spring trainings, the first week of spring trainings out, and it's there's going to be more spring training get lost at at some point here. I mean, even if they start it next week, even if they come to a deal in one of those sessions, and I did see where they said they're going to meet every day. Um, but even if you come to a deal, let's say by Wednesday or Thursday, it's going to be two weeks before you can even start spring training. And I'm not talking games. I'm talking workouts because you have so much of a base of players that are unsigned. You know, Freddie Freeman's not signed. Uh, you know, a uh, 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 guy with Houston, um, shortstop. Um, Carrera. Carrera's not signed. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, Kershaw's not signed. But, but, Kevin, it doesn't matter. It, it, if it, they could come back on June the 1st, it, it doesn't matter. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think the owners mind this one bit. But, I don't. But, but again, it comes back to the fans. If they start on June 1st and everybody says, you know what? We ain't showing up. We ain't going out. We ain't. But, but as soon as the Phillies are 20 and 10 and are in first place in the NL East or they're in the wild, whatever, mm-hmm. people will say, ah, you know what? Yeah, give them a shot. Start. Right. So right. It, it's, it's our fault. It, it's not our fault, but I, it's our I, fault because you just have people. I don't middle disagree class at all. People, who just want to watch you know, baseball? Just watch watch baseball, baseball. At, 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 at a dead time in the calendar when there's not much else going on, and it, and it does get you through the summer a lot, you know, until the Eagles start up or whatever, and and if the Phillies are in the pennant race, it, you know, it keeps you but, going until whenever. But but I'm, let me let me give an example of how tone deaf they are. Okay, and this leads to a bigger issue. Um, so they make this announcement today about spring training being postponed the first week at least. The Dodgers send a note to their season ticket holders that payment is due in full, I believe, by the middle of March in in order for anybody to have a shot at All-Star Game tickets. Yeah, but they can do that. Why? why what, so why, why wouldn't the Dodgers do that? But Because they, they're hosting the All-Star Game, Kevin. Why? 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 You have why not wait? Why not wait until like the week after the season? Because starts? they don't have to. I because they can get the money. Because people want to go to the All Star Game. So if thirty thousand of their season ticket holders say, "Screw the All Star Game," I don't care. That's your right. But it's also the Dodgers' right to say, "I know all thirty thousand of those people are going to give me their money, and then we're going to keep it and we're going to make interest off it." This is how it's done, Kevin. It's the same reason why. The Eagles send you a, a thing in, uh, you know, whenever the Eagles send you a thing, you know, oh, we need your money for next year's season tickets. Eh, it's only January. Yeah, we need your money or for to get playoff tickets, let's mm-hmm. say. Well, we need you. It, 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 it's not. It, it, this is the way it's done. This is how business is done. It's not done to be fair. No, I it's get It's not it. done to be, to be a fair. That's why there's 32 owners or 30 owners in baseball, whatever. Yeah, they can do. It's, a, it's, a, it's like all this thing about. Hiring more minorities in football. You got 32 rich white guys, real rich white guys, and you're going to tell them. 31. Oh, I, really think you should, I really think you should hire like more black people. Right. 30, like, 31 oh. rich white guys. Well, who's the 32nd? A community ownership. Oh, that's right. You're right. Green Bay. You're right. Um, so, I mean, it's wonderful for, for us to sit here and say, hey, yeah, stick up. Well, why would the Dodgers do that? Well, what would prompt them to do that? Why, why would they do that? They sell out. I'm guessing the Dodgers pretty much because they've been good the last five years. I'm guessing Dodgers games are mostly pretty 
close yeah, to being sold, sold out. out. Yeah, they are. So why would they say, ah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We're going to be. It's just like this whole thing with the minor league. It's. We're talking about money in the what's, minor what's league. My, what's my favorite word, Mike? Optic. Optics. But but people don't care about optics anymore. No, Kevin, but they're so far past that. It's 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 they're always bad optics. There's never good optics. If what they're doing to minor league ball players, when we read those stories last year about the guy getting a ham and cheese sandwich like after the game, they should be first of all, you should be embarrassed. But second of all, in a in a business where you're generating whatever you're generating, to worry about a million dollars. Mike, I'm not. I'm not sure this crew knows the meaning of the word "embarrassed." I really. Not, but but there's no. Uh, what oh, I'm saying is they'll spend two. They'll spend two million dollars on a utility infielder, mm-hmm. right? But the, the two million dollars could solve like all the problems of a minor league team. But they'll say no, we can't do that. But what? We'll, we'll, yeah, it's it's what they made those guys go. Those guys go through, and what they did, like you pointed out, when you get rid of teams. And some of those communities, you know, can you imagine? If you lose no them spring, forever. Well, let's say there's no spring training or, mm-hmm. or whatever. They, people, how many cities in Arizona and Florida are going to lose a lot of revenue? Do you think they care? And, and we're not talking. Look, I think Clearwater because it's a beach town. I think Clearwater will be okay, uh, but it won't be the same. But it's not going to be the same. No. Uh, do I think like someplace like Lakeland? Yeah, that's a killer. It's a killer. It's it's, it's going to cost money, regardless Braden. of how all, all the you know. There's towns out in in the, in the desert in 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 Arizona, oh, Scottsdale, and yeah, like yeah. I mean, will people still go to Scottsdale? Sure, Scottsdale's nice this time of year. But there's people who plan their trips so they can go see five Phillies games. Now you can go down there and go to Frenchies and get a grouper sandwich and. You can go sit to the on the beach and, and you can play drink golf. Can, yeah. Right. But, but it's, and then next spring training next year, all those people will go back. And so, well, you know, we didn't go last year because people are, they know that they have these people. Now you lose some people. Sure. You do. Yeah. But see, I, Kevin, I know what you're saying. Point, there will never come. If the Eagles did something really stupid or the NFL did something really stupid, do you think the Eagles games won't be sold out? No. Really? No. I, but, yeah. Mike, Mike, I think we're dealing with a whole different sport right now. Yeah, but, well, yeah, because baseball's not baseball. I get it. And, and yeah, but it's like... it's like look, The thing is, I don't know if baseball understands that. Well, I don't think... Base, but baseball might not have to understand it. If John Middleton makes X amount of dollars, whatever that X amount of dollars is, and things happen, and two years from now, John Middleton is still making... That X amount of dollars, which he's going to do because he'll raise the price of your tickets. He'll raise the price of the hot dog. He'll raise the price of the parking. Those guys but, are not who they are because they're stupid. But they're, they, but they're, there's for baseball more than any other sport. There are some serious storm clouds. One fan base is getting older. Okay. You're not getting the younger demographic Two, They rely so much on regional cable dollars. Okay, look at what Comcast and the Phillies have. Okay, there's a good chance that that 25 year contract that Comcast signed, I think it was 2015, may not get halfway through it before Comcast is gone. Okay, and they will, they will find ways to make money other ways, Kevin. But it's a I'm revenue cut. Me. You keep telling me about the storm clouds, and, and I get it. Baseball is not what baseball was 30 years ago. 
I get it. Hockey, the Flyers have 15,000 people at games now. I get it. it it's not but, – but these guys are not stupid guys. If Comcast goes away, people are still going to want to watch the Phillies. Now, and they're just going to have to figure out a different way to do it or a different way to pay for it or whatever. But, I mean, if you're going to tell me 10 or 15 years from now, well, sure, baseball has issues. Baseball's not going away. Baseball's not ending 10 or 15 years from now. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. We can paint all let, let me let me, let me ask the question then. Is baseball's popularity in five years? I'll go five years. Is there closer? Forget the NFL. The NFL is an, an animal to itself. Is baseball closer to the NBA's popularity level or to the NHL? Well, it's I, I, it's somewhere in between, and I don't. But it's it's like that now. But I think it's you, trending. But but you keep saying that, Kevin, and I understand oh. what you're saying. But you're trying to paint this picture. That, that five years from now, like, baseball is going to go out of business or baseball is going to be NHL. Or no, but you're trying to make it sound like they're really, really going on a death spiral. No. Well, baseball I... will be around. It, it's not going away. It, it might not be the same. And, and, again, you might be paying $75 for a ticket. And instead of getting 40,000 people in, you might only get 30,000. But th- these guys are not, until the fans say, we've had enough. That's it. But they never say that. There's always another group of fans. There are young people coming up. They may not be as loyal as people our age. You know, you might have to right. put a good product on the field. They might not just show up. I, I, if the Phillies got good, if the Phillies won the next two NL East or the next three NL East and they got to a World Series, you're going to tell me that that place ain't going to be close to full on a regular basis? No! The fact no. is they've stunk. They've stunk for a decade, you know. And the fans are like, ah. But all you got to do is turn them around. If the Flyers two years from now are in the Eastern Conference NHL Finals, you think there's still going to be only fourteen thousand people in the in the building? No, no. Let it's me, all about you know. If you win, they will come. Final question on this. Okay. By the way, on the same day where it's rumored that Roger Goodell is going to get an extension to his contract. That pays $64 million a year. Yeah. Okay? The owners like him. The owners like him because he brings yeah. a lot of money in. Yes, he does. Adam Silver brings a lot of money into the NBA. Yeah. With those TV deals. Make a case for Rob Manfred at this point. I'm not making a case for Rob No, Manfred. I'm just saying. No, I don't think he's any good. But again, Kevin, I don't think it matters if you had a whatever you deem to be a good commissioner. I didn't think the guy before him. I thought he was a shill for the owners. Um, oh, he was an owner. Yeah. Right. They put him in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, you know, I mean, mm. let's be real. There's, you're never going to have a guy as the commissioner that you're going to sit there and say, man, he's a good commissioner because they work for the owners. And that's never more apparent than in baseball. Yeah. Well, in, the, in the NFL, it is too. But like you said, the NFL is a monster unto itself. Yeah. I could run the NFL. Well, but I. Okay? I, I I, and they, I, yeah, and I agree, but I think the one thing Goodell does that's very good is Goodell takes the slings and the arrows for the owners. He knows yeah. how to take it. He kind of does it in a way where he doesn't – I mean, people get pissed off, but people – That's why he makes $64 million, Right. People well, get people get yeah. pissed off, but people don't get, like, apoplectic. But there's never going to be a commissioner in baseball that you like or I like where you say, man, he's really good. He's fair. No. 
Now, Manfred might be on the bottom of the IQ list. I, I, but whatever he's See, that's doing, the thing. I, I almost think Rob Manfred diminishes his own sport. Whatever he's doing, he is doing with the blessing of the 30 guys who pay his salary. I, I'm just going to tell you that. So it's not a Rob Manfred thing. It's a 30 owners thing. They're, they're the ones. They can fire him tomorrow. They can walk in and say, hey, Rob, it's been nice. You know, see ya. We got this let me Let me put it this way. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that after this negotiation is done. Fine, but it doesn't change anything. They're oh, no, making, it doesn't. They're not making Ruben Amaro Jr. the commissioner because he might side with the players more or something. They're not, no, not going to do that. No, so, but they need more of a they need more of a pitch man than a labor lawyer. But but pitch man, it, 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 you can no, pitch they gotta rebuild. You they got to rebuild the game, Mike. They gotta they're not going to rebuild. The, the game is the game, Kevin. It ain't. They, they don't, they're not built. We all know the problems with baseball. They're not built on stars, okay? The NBA caters to stars. That's how they sell their game. The NFL LeBron. does that too. But the Major League Baseball, for whatever reason, is the worst at it because it's a regional sport. The NBA is not a regional sport. Baseball has become a regional sport. It's not a national sport anymore. It just isn't. So in that regard, it's more like the NHL, I guess. It's not, and I'll make the argument. The NHL, I'll make the argument. The NHL is better at selling its own product, but that's all. Maybe it is. I, I'm not. But this, I get what you're. Everything you're saying, I'm not. But this notion that baseball is going to be gone in five years or ten years is ludicrous. It ain't going to be gone. We might not like. I don't think it'll be gone. gone, but I think it'll be diminished. Again, it's already diminished. Oh, I think it, I it's got a couple more levels, Mike. Well, but then you're basically saying it's gone. Let me let me, let me tell you. ESPN has cut their number of games down to one a week now. Yeah. I, 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 but, they, look, I'm not sitting here telling you that more Americans care about baseball than they did 25 years ago. I, and at some point, maybe it catches up with them, but I'll believe it when I see it, Kevin. Okay. I believe it when, because as long as you have pennant races, as long as you have an extra wild card game, as long as you have teams, look at even last year, even though Philadelphia didn't really care, so to speak, they did care. They got excited. They got excited when, oh, my God, the Phillies have a chance. Oh, I don't think they're, you know. And people were actually talking like, eh, this team can make a run in the playoffs. That's all you have to do. Now, some teams, Pittsburgh, I, I you know, you can name me eight, six, eight teams that are never going to be those teams. You know, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Right. But now Kansas City had their moment five, six years ago. Okay. Pittsburgh was, was had their moment like eight years ago. Um Baltimore, well, Baltimore's was a lot longer ago. But, yeah, you're, you're going to have those franchises. That's why baseball in Baltimore stinks. That's why baseball in certain towns just, it, it's not, you know, it, it stinks because there's nothing to, but in a town like Philadelphia, which has stunk for 10 years, I guarantee you, if they're in September and, the, and, and they look like they can either win the division or get in a wild card, this town will get excited. And that—that's that, if they're if they're ten games out, nobody will go. It's 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 pretty much whatever. I've I've seen it too many times in my life, Kevin, where everybody says I'm done with that. I'm not, you know. Well, oh, the Eagles stunk for three years. I'm not going back. And they all go back. They all go back because that's our lives. That's why we're doing what we're doing right here. Let me. You know, well, let me uh, get through a couple quick things before we say goodbye here. Um, and we're going to run a little bit over the hour. But um, one, 
Villanova's played really well the last couple weeks, even with Justin Moore and and Colin Gillespie both having ankle injuries. Um, Jay's team's not deep, but Jay's team could be really dangerous next month. Would you agree? Well, they didn't look real good at Marquette. But, yeah, I mean, but, but they've looked good. They beating UConn. They look good beating Providence. Yeah. Obviously, up at their place the other good, night. Yeah. No, Hall. look, they're a good team. They're they're a top ten team. So whenever they win games, I'm not surprised that they win games. Uh, I just don't know. Could they could they make a run in the tournament? Sure. I, there's there's no doubt. Are they good enough to 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 beat the best teams out there? I'm just not sure. Uh, they they could be. They have look. They have. They'll struggle against I, the Purdue's and everybody who have big men. Well, they're not. Well, look. Although Dixon's play really well. They're not a quick team. Right. Okay, we know that. They're not a big team. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're not a deep team. Okay, but what they are is a Jay Wright team. Yeah. And they've got a real good leader in Colin Gillespie. Uh, like the other night against Providence, that was a great win. Yeah. And they got a lot of, I mean, Colin had a great night, but they got a lot of things from everybody. If they do that, they got a chance. Now, if they have those nights where it's Gillespie getting 20, Moore getting 16, and the other three, four guys getting 16. Dixon getting 14, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and if they play defense. Now, they didn't play real good defense against Providence, but that wasn't a defensive game. That no. was, yeah, but when they came out against UConn that game, they played great. They played great yeah. defense. It was awesome. The teams, the teams they have trouble against usually are teams like Providence, okay, a team like Marquette where Shaka Smart's going to, you know, run you, run you, run you. But they're a good team. I, I mean, you know, they're going to be will will be a top three or four seed probably in the tourney. I'm guessing. Well, and that that leads to a question: the East region is in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the NCAA committee. I don't know if the committee keeps them close uh, to maybe get back here for a regional. I'm not sure they've earned that. Kevin, there's, Kevin, there's pods. You don't have to be. They're going to Buffalo. No, no, no. I'm saying for the East Regional. Right. But you, you I don't think they'll this. stay in the East. Kevin, you went through this in 2016. Oh, I know. Same, and they were the two seed in 2016. 16. In the South. Okay, and they didn't put them in Philadelphia. And they they went put them in the Louisville. Title. Right. Okay. Do you think if they're a three or a four seed, let's just say for sake of right, and I know the NCAA will say this doesn't matter. You're going to make, uh, let's say Duke's the one. I'm just throwing Duke out. For instance. You're going to say to Duke in the Sweet 16 round, by, because you're the one seed, you're going to play Villanova on Villanova's home court? Probably not. I I just I don't see that happening. Now, if they're a two seed, I don't think they're going to be a one. I, I don't no. think they could be a one. If they, if they run the table from here on out, they could maybe get to a two. But again, in 2016, they did not put them opposite North Carolina, and then they wound up playing in the championship game. Lenardi had them as a three in the Midwest. He also had Providence as a three in the East, which means they would come down here. Um. If they made that for yeah, but but the first two games, they will be in Buffalo or Pittsburgh, sure. and I think Providence will also be in Buffalo. Is it Pittsburgh too? Pittsburgh and Buffalo are the two okay. sites. Well, they'll be in one of those two, uh-huh. and we've seen them lose in Buffalo. We've seen, we've seen them lose in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. Jay, I mean, that's Jay will break out in cold sweats if it's Buffalo again. <laughs> well, I mean, look, Temple lost that game in two thousand, which I still think is the worst loss. In tournament Big Five history, when they lost, that was in Buffalo. Jay Jay lost. Jay in, lost in fourteen, and Jay lost in, in 17. seventeen. The Wisconsin game in seventeen was UConn in fourteen. Yes, 
Because that was the year UConn went on to win the title. That was the year I had vertigo and I could not make it up there. That was also um, the year that UConn should have got beat by St. Joe's the night before, or the right. game before. And yeah. Right. And Pittsburgh was 15, I believe. Yeah. When they lost to LSU. Yeah. Uh, not LSU, uh, North Carolina State. Mm hmm. So, yeah. But, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Villanova will be in Pittsburgh or Buffalo. Now, where they go after that, I, you know, I just don't think they're going to be in the East if, unless they got, I, I mean, to me. They would have to run the, they would have well, to run the table. Way. Let's say Villanova, for the sake of argument, was going to be a one in the South. Let's just say. And in their, in their, if they made it to the Sweet 16, they were going to play Duke in, in well, Greensboro. No, let's say they were going to play North Carolina in um, the Dean Dome. Okay. What do you think Jay would say? He would be pissed. Well, so why would you put Villanova? That was like putting, yeah. Where, I mean, I thought in 2016, Villanova deserved to be in Philadelphia. Jay thought they deserved to be in Philadelphia. He just never said that the way after the tournament. Yeah. Right? You you heard it. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. But, and it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to him. Because they went to Louisville where nobody really gave them a, a great chance. They won that game and they wound up playing. Basically, the East Regional became the national championship game. Yep. That's uh, what it became. You know. By the way, the uh, the four number one seeds as of right now, month till March, made in this March. Gonzaga in the West. Gonzaga in the West, which will be in San Francisco. Right. Auburn in the Midwest, which goes to Chicago. Right. Arizona in the South, which is San Antonio. And Kansas in the East. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Joe Lenardi. I'm not going to argue Joe Lenardi. I mean, but you could have, you could have Kansas, Duke in the East. I mean, you could have, yeah, who, he has, Ka- he has Kansas, Kentucky in the East as the top who is two. Co- oh, so he threw Duke out. Okay. He's got Duke in the South. Okay. Who is coaching Arizona these days? Uh, boo. It's not Sean Miller. Because that was where the guy got blown up. Right? Yeah, it's not Sean Miller. No, but but this guy, whoever this guy is, he's only been there like two years, and he's got yeah, him as a twenty three and two. Yeah, yeah, and Auburn's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, well, Bruce, you know, until Bruce Pearl does something that'll get him on. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's got to take a shower after you shake his hand, but you know, they're really good. And of course, Gonzaga's been there forever and hasn't, you know, and, and again, and they're not going to. I mean, look, they, they play in that league where they're going to win. You know, it's like Villanova. No, I won't even say it's like Villanova playing the Big East because actually Villanova and the Big East will play some really tough games. When that that conference out there, Gonzaga dominates that conference like nobody's business. Now, does that hurt them? I mean, they did make the final last year, mm-hmm. and they played that o- overtime game. You know, Baylor was just a better team. Um, but you know, I mean, if if Mark Frew doesn't win it this year, I mean, you know, then you sit there and go, "Wow, really again." But you know, I don't. I don't think there's any locked. Te- I think there's like about eight teams, maybe like eight to ten, and Villanova could even be one of them. Well, those four, those four: Kentucky, Duke, uh, Purdue, and Texas Tech are the two lines, right? And you is see there anybody else in the Big Ten that's good? Uh, ooh, um, and Purdue plays no defense. By the way. No, but they're, no, they're but a great for, offensive team. But they're for Nova, offensive. their size matchup is a problem because of the because yeah. of the height. But uh, again, no, Villanova. Ohio State's a five. Wisconsin's right. a four. Okay, according to Lenardi. How, how about Ohio State or Illinois? That's what I'm looking down the. No, 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 no. Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State's State. a five. Yeah. Uh, Michigan is in the playing game. Yeah. 
But you know what, Kevin? Iowa's a seven. Last year, the Big Ten was had all these teams high, right? And yeah. I remember Dick Girardi said to me, he goes, don't be surprised if a lot of them lose. He said, and the only one that actually made it, I think, past the first weekend was Michigan, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them lost. Illinois lost to that. Illinois, Loyola. Iowa or, lost, uh, right. Um, yeah, they all lost. A lot of them got bumped. By the way, Ruck, Rutgers is in the uh, tournament as of yeah. now. But maybe this year the Big Ten will have a lot of those four, five, six kind of teams. Right. And maybe it'll do some damage. And Illinois is a four seed. Yeah. Um, so what they're basically telling you is they, they don't know what to make of the Big Ten. And Ohio State's a five. There you yeah. go. And, and who else is good from the Big East? I mean, it's obviously Providence. Well, the Big Nova. East is, I think he has the Big East with seven. Um, Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Nova, Connecticut. 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 Uh, Providence. Uh, who else here? Xavier. Xavier. Um, how about Creighton? Creighton was a bubble team last I yeah, saw. They, yeah, they're but yeah. Uh, remember they they beat Villanova big early in the year. Yeah, they did. Uh, you know, but that guy can coach against Nova. In fact, he, they Lenardi tonight has Carolina and Creighton as the playing game, which is wow. See, the, hey, look. hey, I mean, look, this is the best time in that sense. Hey, I love the tournament, I Kevin. Mean, UCLA was in the playing game last year, pal. Yeah, Just I know. Remember that, and they were losing by ten. At halftime to Michigan State. Dumb question. The game in overtime, and the next thing they're they're losing to Gonzaga in the uh, you know in a half court right. shot at, at whatever. Dumb so. question is any of the other locals have a shot? I guess Penn is the best shot at this point. Well, they got a shot if they win their league, right? I don't think I, I don't think there's any way. Like if Temple got to the final of their league, I don't think that would be enough. But yeah, the American, I, mean, I think, only has two or three in. That's what yeah. I saw. Um, and I would say the same thing. I mean, and look, St. Joe, Joe and LaSalle are not winning, I'm guessing, the Atlantic 10. Um, and Penn, yeah, Penn, I mean, Penn should be in the Ivy League tournament. Princeton's right. the best team. I don't well, even know. Well, Yale, Yale is actually probably the best team. Well, Princeton was pretty good, though. Lenard, pretty- yeah, Lenardi has Penn as the AQ, so. Oh, okay. He's got, but where's the tournament this year? That I can't tell you. I don't. Yeah, I don't know where the tournament. I mean, the tournament is the tournament at Princeton. I don't think so. Well, it was up at Har- It was up at Harvard, right, for two years. One of which got canceled because of the pandemic. Um, it's not the Palestra, obviously. Or we would know that, right? I'm I'm looking it up. But that could that could affect you know. I mean, if the tournament's at Yale, well, then obviously Yale has a big advantage. Um. Keep, keep. For some re- for some reason, Harvard's not good this year. I don't know why, but they're not. How about the story about Tommy Amaker, like yeah. uh, Lavette's Pavilion? Where's that? Uh, that's Co- that's Columbia. Okay, I I think if my memory no, that sounds right. Wow, New York. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are you trying to say, Mike? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying Columbia. You know, I mean, it's New York. It's an easy place. No, no, it's to get Harvard. To. It's Harvard. Oh, it is Harvard. So it's, it's Harvard. Oh, yeah. you know what? Maybe they gave it to them because they didn't get it the year that the tournament got canceled. Canceled. Um, yeah, I mean, look, and that's right. They didn't play last year. That's right. Um, the uh, the Tommy Amaker story does not surprise me because for years it was rumored that Tommy was going to be the guy. Especially when Harvard got it, you know, when it was, and from what I'm reading of the excerpts from the book, from Ian O'Connor's book, Ian O'Connor, 
which which Shashevsky didn't talk to him. Nope. And Shire didn't talk to him. I don't believe. But apparently, I, I think and, and Tommy was really disappointed. But I think part of it might have been that Tommy had been gone so long. Yeah. And I don't know this for a fact. I I, I don't know. No. You know, and I think it would have been interesting for Duke to hire an African American. Yeah. But again, I'll, you know, and then you know, the, been, you know what the most fascinating excerpts I've read so far from O'Connor's book. And by the way, speaking of books, we are going to have Dana O'Neill on. Dana was sidelined a little bit uh, under the weather. Uh, and but Dana's got her book on the Big East, which is excellent. Uh, been reading it actually the last couple of weeks. We're gonna have her on in the next couple of weeks. We hope. Knock on wood. Um, but uh, O'Connor's interesting thing was the story between Shashevsky and Knight, and kind of what how that relationship deteriorated. Well, it deteriorated because Mike beat him, and. Bob, I was there. I was there when it deteriorated. It was the ninety-one, no, ninety-two, two final four, four Minneapolis, Minneapolis, and Shashevsky beat him. And I, I'm trying to remember the details of the game, but but that's kind of when it all started to come out that they weren't like well, friends. Uh, anymore. Apparently, Bobby or Shashevsky had said something to the effect of, "I don't want to live in his shadow." Yeah. That's fair. And somebody, I think SI wrote it. And, or that people around Krzyzewski were saying that he doesn't want to live in my shadow anymore. Right. And Bobby took personal offense to that. Yeah. And sent a note. I guess uh, there's a colonel, Tom. um, I'm trying to remember his name. Somebody who was connected to Krzyzewski and to Knight, who actually was on Duke's program at that point. And Knight handed him a letter underneath the the stands at the Metrodome and basically told Bobby uh, told Mike Krzyzewski you wouldn't be shit without me which is Bob's typical reaction when you think how petty human beings can be and the egos involved in all this and I'm not saying that Knight shouldn't feel that way maybe Bobby Knight feels like hey I gave him his start and then and then Mike got Mike took offense that Bobby did the game where he passed Bobby for ESPN Mm-hmm. And it was against Michigan State up at the Garden. Okay. And uh, Knight, being Bobby, wore a green sweater. Yeah. And Krzyzewski took exception to that and took exception to Knight calling him not bad for a guy who can't who couldn't shoot. Hey, let, let's be honest. Okay. There's some tremendous egos here. No, no. Yeah. And, and we've heard all the stories. Or no, we've, yeah. had, we've heard the tip of the iceberg stories. We haven't sure. heard all stories. But Bobby Knight's an asshole. I mean, this Coach, is quite Coach, K, Coach K is a bit of an asshole in him, too. Coach, but but not maybe to the degree of... Bob. Oh, no. But you're right. No, no. No, that's you're an all-time right. asshole. I mean, Dick Girardi used to tell me all the time, and I hate to invoke Dick's name, but that Krzyzewski was one of the worst guys on the bench ever, like to referees mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but he hit it. He hit it well so that nobody thought he was an idiot, like they would see Knight go nuts and, and Chaney go nuts or, you know, this guy go nuts or whatever. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is, we knew when that book, when when um John Feinstein wrote the book about the the uh 80, the season on the brink or what was it called right you know if you read that book you knew, you knew Bobby, Bobby was an was. asshole yeah yeah so so does it surprise me no and it, but if you talk to Indiana people I, I saw a documentary once on that seventy six team you know the last team they love them love them mm-hmm. they work and I understand if I was on that team I would worship him too yep. he's he's my father he's my he's my 
whatever you want him to be. Um, you know, it's like, look, Jim Valvano was a, was a slime ball in a lot of ways. And, but those people that played for him, you know, that won the title there. And then, you know, of course the whole, with the thing with the cancer and now he's, but if you go back and remember what people thought of Jim Valvano in like 1988, or, you know, it wasn't well. You know, every well, one of those coaches gets the halo taken off him. John Wooden had the halo taken off him. Well, because of Sam, Sam Gilbert. Sam but, Gilbert. But nobody knew that. You, you know, nobody wrote that. You, nobody said that. You know nobody. who? The, you know who? The only one. I, I take this back. You know who? The one I've never heard a negative word about was Dean. No, I've heard stuff. You have? Well, you know, he had his ways too. Yeah. Remember back, remember, you might have been too young. In 88, when Temple was number one. Right. They go to the Dean Dome, and the Dean Dome had just opened. You know, mm-hmm. like, they beat him by 18. Rieswick goes nuts. Rieswick's hitting these shots from the corner. Temple destroyed them, right? So, but the game before that, they had almost lost to Penn State. Right. Up at Penn State. It was like a one-point game, whatever. Up at Rec so, Yeah, so somebody asked Dean afterwards, you know, well, you know, do you think Temple, you know, is deserving number one? And his answer was in that little twang that he, well, you might want to ask Penn State. Well, well, really, like Dean. They went down. And by the way, Dean never returned that game. They still owe Temple a game from 1988. <laughs> no, they do. Same I know. They say it all the time. They, because they were supposed to come up, then, then they wanted to play him at the Spectrum. And then John didn't want to play him at the Spectrum. Or, or no, maybe it wasn't even the Spectrum. because Plastra. I think he wanted him to go to McGonagall Hall. I think, but anyway, and then they wanted to play him in the Meadowlands. And, and John's like, no, he ain't playing in the Meadowlands. But Dean, Dean had that way about him too, man. Dean could be, and I'm not saying he was a bad guy. I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying, why would you put Temple down after they just skunked your behind? Yeah, I hear you. You know, there's no reason to do that. You have now ruined Dean Smith for me. No. <laughs> no, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dean was always one of my favorites. I always rooted for Carolina when I was growing up. So Dean, to me, could do no wrong. You know, he was the four corners guy. Right. He was this, he was that. You know, couldn't win a title, but, you know, he finally did. Um, but, yeah, I, I think almost all of them. There are people, Kevin, that will tell you Jim Beheim's a good guy, right? And then there are other people who tell you he's the worst person walking the face of the earth. John Thompson, same thing, right? Um, you, you could, And the, the interesting thing is, when you think about this now, Think about some of the guys we've dealt with. No, very few people have a bad word to say about Dumpf, right? Very few. You know, okay, now how many few people Temple people didn't like the way he coached, but nobody would talk about him. Personally. But I'm talking about him, right. right? Jay Wright. Does anybody ever really say anything bad about Jay Wright? Not really. Not really. And that is very unusual. Cheney you know? had his Cheney had his people who didn't like his politics, but I think everybody knew John's heart was in the right place. Yeah, and they and some didn't like him because of the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And John John knew he bought something out of himself, but for the most part, you know, people... But there's always going to be some right. people... Like, Phil Phil was a more divisive figure than any of those names you mentioned. Martelli yeah. was way more divisive. But, but again, remember what we're talking about, though. Jay is on a level with Dean Smith. Yeah. The Phil and Dump Phil and Dump were not. Right. No. I mean, to us, John was. Yeah, to us, they were. Oh, John, absolutely. Right. Um, but again, it's just you know, it's everybody. You know, and, and there's so many egos involved. And these days, Kevin, they make so much money <laughs> that the ego even becomes. You know, you know, thirty years ago, they weren't making a lot of money. Before, before we say good night, okay. 
have you ever heard Michael Bradley's story about being at the at the Dean Dome before a Carolina Duke game? I don't think so. Okay, I heard Michael tell this in the press room, so I guess I'm talking a little bit out of school, but okay. There was a power outage to one night in the Dean Dome, okay, before Duke and Carolina. And um, those two were standing near Milk Court just killing time as the lights got back on. There was a warm-up period and all that. And uh, apparently, for the way Bradley described it, I'm going, don't take it verbatim, but Dean goes, you know, hey, how'd you guys kill the time to Shashevsky? How'd you kill the time during the uh, during the power outage in here? He goes, oh, you know, we went over some things and game plan. went over some game plans, da 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 da, and you know, goes through all this basketball jumble, you know, mumbo jumbo, and he turns to Dean and Dean goes, and he goes to Dean, well, how'd you guys do it? He goes, I had a cigarette and went and took a dump. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. We we forget sometimes, I think Kevin that these people are people. Oh yeah, like like we you know I think the tendency and and we've we've been fortunate enough. I got to know Dump as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I we're got all to know fortunate Chaney. with that. I got to know Cheney really well. I got to know Jay pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so we we don't see them as um as somebody in Kansas might see Jay. You know, he's just Jay to us. You know, he's, he's yeah. There's Jay. You know, hey, how you doing? Um, so yeah, it's um, it's and like I said, it's it's a world where the egos mm-hmm. and, and let's face it, college basketball and college football are coaches' sports. Yeah, they, they are. are. They are. I mean, you know, if Urban Myers at Ohio State, Urban Myers' fingerprints are all over anything that's happening there. Yep. At Jay Wright at Villanova. They don't say boo, you know, without Jay Wright saying it's okay to say boo. Yep. Uh, so, you know, and, and all the programs take on the personality of the guy who's calling the shots, and and that's probably never going to change. Nope. All right, Mike, we're going to be back next week. We'll have a – I'm going to go take a dump. I don't know if I'm going to smoke a cigarette. If Michael's wonder, listening to this, I would love to see him tell that story. I wonder what the picture on Shashevsky. Like, did Shashevsky laugh? I don't know. Mike, Shashevsky's, we've seen him. I remember Shashevsky was here in 13. That was the year when Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, right. I was somewhere with Villanova, I think. Actually, oh, no, I was you were the, I was LaSalle. LaSalle. Yeah, right. So I was back here doing the the Nova, or I'm sorry, doing the the re or the the first couple of rounds, Florida Gulf Coast played the game before Duke, and then on the off day, Florida Gulf Coast was the talk of the town, and Shashevsky got annoyed because he got yeah. a couple questions about Florida Gulf Coast during the, uh, and he goes, I would like to talk about my team, you know, yeah. like that. Well, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with a real quick story, and I might have said told people, and this is how much the world has changed in 30 years. So 92, they beat Kentucky in that epic basketball game i don't have to write that night because it's a saturday night right so I'm, I'm taking my time i'm going here there everywhere god that all the guys are frantically typing and i'm just like okay and i see it's got to be an hour after the game has to be i see mike shashevsky standing at half court mm-hmm. talking to someone i don't remember who it was so i'm like okay i'm gonna walk out i walked out nobody stopped me no SID was like, put his hand up. <laughs> walked out. So the guy got done. I said, Coach, um, you know, you know, Mike Kurt, do you have a couple minutes? He asked a couple questions. Sure. 
And I'll never forget, he still had his tie. It was a gold tie, blue suit, all the way up to his neck. Okay. And he had to look like a guy who just survived the, the airplane crash. You know, he was the guy that walked away from it. But he gave me his time, and I didn't ask I, maybe three questions, you know, whatever. But I got him by myself to get a couple quotes that nobody else would have had. That's awesome. That would never, never. ever, nope. ever even come close to happening with Ashley Howard today. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't mean that to blame. I'm just saying it's not the way the world works. But that night in 1992, mm-hmm. God, my God, we're coming up on the 30th anniversary day. Holy jeez. Yeah. Um, but that's the way it was. By the way, what is the best night in Philadelphia sports? What do you mean? Best event in Philadelphia sports on a yearly basis. Guaranteed. I'm, I'm, I'm just not following. You tell me. Okay. I'm missing. Semi-final night at the Palestra for the Catholic League. Would you agree that's one of the best nights? Well, I never went to that. Ooh. So I'll take your word for it. Would you like to go this year? Perhaps. It's Wednesday night. It's this Wednesday night? This coming Wednesday night. Okay, give me a call. Okay, would, would you like to know the teams? Doesn't matter. Roman. I'm, I'm, I'm going for the atmosphere. Roman. 615, Roman and Newman. Okay. Second game, West Catholic and Archbishop Bryan, who beat Archbishop Wood tonight. I assume that was an upset. Six seed beat the three seed, 74-73. Can I make the assumption, even though I live close to Ryan, and you, that they're not going to beat West Catholic? Uh, West, West Catholic's pretty good, right? Yeah, West Catholic struggled tonight, though, against Devin Prep, 68-56. Against Devin Prep, West Catholic struggled? Roman Roman won 82-55. Newman won 148 over LaSalle. Yeah. Catholic League playoffs are so you, awesome. You remember the old joke was when I was in a regional one year, I covered a, a, a uh, da, 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 Duke. No, North Carolina won the game. Yeah. It was Guthridge. Yeah. It was when Guthridge was the coach. Right. And they win, and Duke lost. Right. Wherever regional Duke was in. And my lead was, so what was better for North Carolina fans? The fact that they won? Or the fact that Duke lost. The, the fuck Duke. <laughs> so I get back to the paper like a couple of days later, and we had this reporter Nikki Wisney, I I, I, I can't remember. Right. She, she comes running over to me. She goes, you're so right. I said, what are you talking about? Your lead. That's right. <laughs> it's more important that Duke lost. <laughs> I just said, oh, okay. What? They hate, I mean, to say they hate each other, we, like, we always thought the Villanova and St. Joe, you know, we, the Holy War, whatever you want to call it. Duke and Carolina. I, I'll put that up against Ohio State, Michigan in football. I'll put that up against Miami, Florida State in football. They just, and the fact that they're six miles away from each other. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but that was great. Okay, pal. All right, buddy. Thanks. I will talk to you. Yep. I'll try to keep my voice. So Okay, you did a good job. Thanks, man. Okay, babe. Our thanks to you for joining us. Our thanks. There you go. We'll see you next week. This has been Work on the Beat.